sifter.com.au. Hi, I'm Fiona Bartholomew. And I'm Kyle Paletto. And welcome to Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly recap on the biggest news in video games. This week, big updates in the Microsoft acquisition case. A new study reveals a huge portion of classic video games are lost and all the highlights from the Indie Xbox Showcase. Here is the news for Sunday, 16th of July. Let's go. Join the Sifter community on Discord at sifter.com.au forward slash Discord. Big news in the Microsoft and Activision Blizzard acquisition story, with the courts finding the FTC has failed to prove the merger will be detrimental to competitors. After five days of testimony, the US Federal Trade Commission has been denied its preliminary injunction request, which means Microsoft can move towards closing its acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Judge Jacqueline Scott Cawley said that the acquisition has been described as the largest in tech history, so it deserves the scrutiny. The FTC announced shortly afterward that they would appeal the federal judge's ruling. But Bloomberg's Jason Schreier reported early Saturday morning Australian time that that appeal has been denied. The UK's Competition and Markets Authority is the only government agency who has officially opposed the deal. Unless Canadian authorities intervene, Activision Blizzard could be a Microsoft company by mid-next week. Speaking of Microsoft, this week it unveiled dozens of indie games that are coming to Xbox during their ID at Xbox showcase. Digital Eclipse announced the making of Karateka, an interactive documentary that follows the story behind the creation of the classic 80s video game that changed the industry. There will be four playable versions of the original game, video interviews, design documents, and unreleased playable prototypes. It'll be out on Xbox Series X and S later this year. Monolith Requiem of the Ancients is an open world adventure game where you play as a rising hero called Asta. You explore the world of Gleese and stop an unholy ritual all while unlocking secrets of the past. Slated for next year, it'll be released on Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S. And adventure puzzle game Birth is making its way to console after releasing earlier this year on Steam. The creepy hand-drawn art style is a standout feature in this game. You find spare bones and organs around an abandoned city and create yourself a friend. It's out on July 28th. The Sunday morning cartoon-styled game Mythforce will be arriving on Xbox Series X and S on September 12th. It's a roguelike adventure with four-player online co-op action. It's from Beamdog, who you might know as the team behind the recent remasters of Classic Baldur's Gate and Icewind Dale series. Hellboy Web of Weird saw a new gameplay trailer premiered at the showcase. Players comic book icon Hellboy in the action brawler roguelike where you punch, shoot, and dodge your way through the Web of Weird. No official release date, but it's coming to Xbox One and Xbox Series X and S soon. And finally, Scarlet Deer Inn is a narrative platformer featuring branching dialogue trees, optional backstories, and dungeon crawling, all presented with a detailed hand-embroidered art style. No release date as of yet, but we'll be keeping an eye on this one. Of course, there were stacks of other games unveiled at the Indie Showcase. We'll put a link in the description for you to have a look at the other announcements. A study commissioned by the Video Game History Foundation was released this month and shows a staggering 87% of classic video games released in the United States are either lost or inaccessible. The study outlines the limitations posed by outdated copyright laws, which holds public libraries and museums back from preserving and sharing classic games. The foundation argues that if the game industry, its copyright owners, and the Entertainment Software Association are unable or unwilling to preserve these games, then preservation institutions 
institutions like libraries and archives should be granted the legal capability to fill this void. And despite the booming $180 billion industry that gaming has become, the preservation of its history is just not being taken seriously enough. And this study aims to ignite a discussion on this critical issue hoping for policy changes that will bolster video game preservation before more games disappear forever. We'll post a link to the study in our show notes. In a win for workers' rights, the team at Sega of America's Irvine office in California have voted in favour of forming the largest multi-department union in gaming industry history, known as the Allied Employees Guild Improving Sega, or Aegis. The decision to unionize stemmed from a string of issues at the studio, including below-average wages, lack of clear career advancement paths, problems with benefits, and inadequate employment status for long-term workers. Despite the company not voluntarily recognizing the union, Aegis will be pushing for improving salaries, benefits, and work conditions, with their eyes set on stamping out crunch in games development. The impressive part is that, unlike other games industry unions which have focused on one department, Aegis encompasses workers across brand marketing, localization, product development, sales, quality insurance, and more. The win marks a significant step in the gaming industry's unionization efforts, and union members hope their victory will inspire other workers across the industry to strive for better working conditions. Now, this is the last bit of Xbox news, I promise. Microsoft has unveiled its new Xbox voice reporting feature aimed at combating online toxicity, allowing users to record and report offensive language they hear during online gaming. This means Xbox will always be recording what every gamer is saying in team chat, allowing people to flag up to 60 seconds worth of the other player's mic audio, which can be submitted immediately or within a 24-hour window if it's considered toxic or abusive. But these clips aren't safe for later viewing or sharing and exist only for reporting purposes, as Microsoft claims it's solely designed to help create a safer, more inclusive gaming experience. The feature will initially be launched among Xbox insiders before reaching other English-speaking regions, and Microsoft says it will also be enhancing its user reporting feedback system in general. It's a big move forward for creating less toxic environments and holding gamers to account for their behavior. That's it for the big headlines. Here's what's coming out over the next week. Viewfinder is a mind-bending first-person adventure game that's built up quite a bit of buzz online. Snap Polaroid pictures to solve mind-bending perspective-based puzzles when it comes to PC and PlayStation 4 and 5 on July 18. Diablo fans can get ready to return to Sanctuary for a whole wealth of new content as Blizzard launches Season 1, the season of the malignant for Diablo 4. Create a brand new character and hunt down infected monsters for powerful new abilities and bonuses coming to most consoles on July 20. And on July 21, the long-awaited Pikmin 4 will finally be hitting the shelves. Create your own character and explore the beautiful world as you use your Pikmin and rescue pup friends to rescue Captain Olimar. Grab this one on Nintendo Switch this Friday. Articles to read, videos to watch, and podcasts to listen to. Sifter.com.au This has been Walkthrough by Sifter. My name is Fiona Bartholomeus. And my name is Kyle Paletto. Thank you so much for listening. If you're looking for something to listen to now you've reached the end of Walkthrough, why not check out our brand new review show, Drop Rate, hosted by Chris Button with a mix of guest game journalists sharing their thoughts and feelings on new releases. Search for Sifter Drop Rate in your podcast player now. Look for that green icon. Sifter is produced by myself, Fiona Bartholomeus, Adam Christou and Daniel Ang. 
Mitch Lowe is senior producer who edited this episode, and Gianna DiGiovanni is our executive producer. Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Soldier Dog Sounds for composing the walkthrough theme tune, and thanks to Audio Technica Australia for their support of Sifter's podcast. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with more news next Sunday. Chris Button here from Drop Rate, Sifter's video game review podcast. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is finally here, continuing the ambitious reimagining of a beloved classic. It's very, very funny. I guess like that's that's part of the silliness, you know. Like you have this these really big world-ending stakes. You know, Sephiroth is a really terrifying villain. You know, the world's ending, and I think to have a game that is still fun and pleasant to play, I think maybe the tone is kind of. It's important to strike both tones because you need that levity so that it's not constantly depressing, you know? And I think so having the characters have that humour and like having the mini games and having it be a little bit lighter hearted, I think does give you that hope. Does it uphold the legacy of the famous original or burn Midgar to ashes to forge its own path? Find out on Drop Rate, available now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts.